Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, partners, friends, reformers, friends of God around the world. Particular hello to uh, my friends in the nation of Philippines. I miss you guys. I've been praying for you guys, uh, particularly over the last weeks, number of weeks. And so I bless you tonight. And uh, I really am looking forward to getting back and being with you in person. I have missed our times in person, but I know that you're doing a great work for the Lord, and I know that God is moving in your midst. Keep up the great work, particularly uh, to uh, my church there in Cebu, and um, Pastor Montia, keep up the good work with uh, the jail ministry, ministering out to the least among us. Keep up the work that you're doing. But... Uh, Tonight, I have my friend, Pastor Rich Sparks, and if you're not aware, just over a year, we, we started this webcast podcast that the Lord put on our heart to do a weekly uh, podcast and webcast, and you were one of my first guests, Yes. and there's been quite a change. Huge change. Yeah, and if you haven't watched that, that uh, podcast uh, or webcast, I encourage you to go back in our archives. You can watch any of our old programs. But tonight, I wanted to have you on, yes. uh, not only because you're my friend, and uh, because I, I don't think we ever discuss, uh, exhaust what God wants us to share in just yes. two programs, but you're in a different, totally different uh, city, region, yes. and uh, but same perspective for ministry. Kind of yes. give us a background. You're here in Moorfield, West Virginia, yes. Believer's Victory Center, and... Just kind of give us the, a little bit of the genesis of that, of how this all happened. <laughs> sure. Uh, we are in uh, Hardy County, Moorfield. It's in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. Uh, it's called the Potomac Highlands region, which I absolutely love that. It's one of the most beautiful parts of the state. Um, just the views are amazing. But um, last year, we were traveling, doing six weeks of outdoor revivals, and saw the hand of God upon that. We, in those six weeks' time, uh, within a two-month span, we saw 700 people baptized, and we were... And just to clarify, this was all over West Virginia, right? All over West Virginia. Came we, out of the summit that I was a part of. Right, a year ago you were a part the of the word, summit. The and, word uh, came, hey, we need to go to these cities, it's outdoor. Yeah. Even back then, a lot of um, different regions were still like, yeah, we don't really want you to meet in person yeah. or, or inside in person. So yeah. this was like an avenue. Okay, let's go for evangelism. And you were part of that. Around yeah, the one of the things was, was obviously COVID was happening. You couldn't meet indoors, but you could meet outdoors and worship. And yeah. so we took it as just a critical response from the Lord to get back to basic things. And so we just went out and did worship and preached the gospel and called people to repentance and baptisms, and God just sparked upon that. Mm. And there was close to 700 baptisms with myself and Nick Walker and Pastor Jay Morgan, and we just traveled the state. I mean, literally, you name it, we were in it every single week for mm. six straight weeks. We traveled 35 out of 40 days. Um, but during that time, uh, I was at a place called Brighton Park, which is uh, about 10 minutes here from the church, and we were preaching, and there's a huge field there. Um, and I was filling up the, uh, the baptism tank, and um, I began to have this like deja vu moment of familiarity, yet I've never been in that area. And, and I said, Lord, why is this so familiar to me? Hmm. And he said, it, it's a dream. He reminded me of a dream that I had when I was 14 years old. It was the first encounter or uh, 
moment of seeing or dreaming vision uh, that I've ever had from the Lord. Um, and he reminded me of this dream. And how old were you? I was 14 years old. 14. I'm, I'm sorry if you said that. But and this is a, a big thing because You're I, 14, and how old are you now? I am 43. So you're 42 years old. I'm sorry, 42, 43 this year. Let's okay. not add. Let's yeah. not add. So you're, you're, you're on this assignment from the Lord. You know that yeah. this is what God's called you to do. You're, you're um, moving ahead with the vision that God's mm. given you at Canvas Church in Charleston. Yes. But then you're also on this assignment... To, of evangelism. Yeah, and something clicks. So the odd thing about that dream is that when I was 14 years old, I grew up in Florida. I'm from southern West Virginia, but I was growing up in Florida, and it was in Highlands County, Florida. So um, I had this dream of these wheat fields blowing, uh, and then I felt like I saw the, the hand of or the finger of God begin to write Highland Harvest on top of the dream. Mm. Um, and I didn't know what that meant. Uh, but I knew that it was from God because I just woke up shaking. I went to our youth pastor at the time and Pastor Aaron uh, Mainers, if you're watching, we love you still yet. Mm -hmm. uh, huge inspiration in my life. Uh, but I went to him the next day. He was assistant pastor, youth pastor there. And I began to tell him. And so he said, can you write it out? And they put an insert with the picture into the church bulletin. Wow. And it actually said Highlands Harvest. And what I did not realize, because our church was named Hope Tabernacle at the time. Big shout out Pastor Mark Haas. You're still amazing, too. Mm. Um, but a huge inspiration in my life of just that moment. I knew I was going to go into ministry with that church. Um, and what I did not know uh, is that shortly after that, the church's name switched from Hope Tabernacle to Highland Harvest. And so I, I just took it as, okay, that's what the Lord was showing me. And, he it, was, and it was connected to that dream. Yes. You, you submitted to the leadership. Right. It was, wow. so it, and it's it still was, called that today? Uh, actually, I, I, the church has shifted and some things have changed in the okay. church. Um, but it's there in Avon Park, Florida. It was there on Main Street. And it was confirmation to them and the leadership that this is what was going to happen. And, you know, obviously a 14-year-old kid has this dream. So I've never thought any more about the dream. I thought it was fulfilled. I think I thought he was showing me something. I didn't even know it was for myself, uh, but it's uh, because it was my first encounter with the Lord. I had just I never had forgotten it because mm. it was so impactful to me. Um, and so uh, again, we're back at Brighton Park, and I begin to have this familiarity. And the Lord said, "This is the dream I. This is the field I showed you in your dream." Mm. And, and I begin to question while we're filling up the tank. And I was like, Lord, but I thought that was for Florida. And he said it was still for you. The harvest was for you. And so, again, we're doing evangelism. We're at this huge field. So, you know, in my creative mind, I'm like, okay, we're going to fill this field up with thousands of people. And there's going to be this huge revival. And, <laughs> you know, you just start creatively going into these things. Um, and shortly after that, while I was there, uh, one of the ladies that was running it asked, she said, hey, we're looking for a pastor at our church. Would you consider coming? My first answer was absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I'm content. I'm doing everything that I thought that I was wanting to do in Charleston, West Virginia. Um, and I said, but you know what? Out of respect, I'll come preach for you guys. Because I preached to a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll come preach for you guys. Uh, but pastoring, absolutely not. And so um, I came to preach. It was last October. And uh, as I began to pray into coming here, and want to preach different things. I heard the Lord say, uh, at least give them the respect of a conversation with the board. And uh, we were driving up the hill. We were on this, we're right on the side of the highway. Um, 
and there's a huge hill that comes up to our church and it was covered with this uh, wheat type grass that was blowing and I literally paused and, and what was wild was the wheat grass was the dream that I had when I was 14 years old and so it really got my attention wow. and paused Amazing. and I um, this is when you were coming to preach in October in October yeah. of last year service went phenomenal worship was great but you know when you preach you're, you you kind of know the anointings on your life you know how it's going to kind of go and uh, to some degree and so I, I wasn't really moved by the service but when I had the board meeting afterwards I was sitting with the board and my wife and I felt at home and it's honestly the first time we ever felt at home in probably 20 years and there was a sense of home with the people with the board and ourselves and uh, it really got my attention and I was like okay Lord I don't know what you're doing mm -hmm. but I'm here and I'm listening right um, and go back to that, this area is called Potomac Highlands. So it goes back to that wording, Highland Harvest. Um, so it, it's been really wild. And then shortly after that, we moved up here in, in January and the Lord's been well, doing a mighty work. If I could just pause yes. and get the, you go from, okay, you're starting to feel at home. Yes. But, but God, yeah. I got this assignment Okay. Yeah. at Canvas Church. Can you give us a little bit insight into that process? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing I have realized with the Lord, especially like I'm a loyalist person. I, I it, it's got to be bad for me to, I, I don't quit mm -hmm. to the point where sometimes I should quit, you know, yeah. uh, friendships, whatever. It's mm -hmm. got to get bad. And the Lord, there was just a few things with that were happening uh, around the area and, and different things within the church that it was like the Lord was beginning to remove our heart um, and dislodge our heart. Uh, and it actually happened with my wife. Uh, first and so I just encourage you whoever's listening that you know listen to your spouse That's, you always say that to me <laughs> my friend Abner always says listen to Ellie and he and I've she she sometimes hears the Lord before I do especially because I'm so loyal to things mm -hmm. um, and we just begin to pray into it and we knew uh, our season was over in Charleston but we knew that our season was not over in West Virginia because right. we believe with all of our heart that there is a revival that's coming to the Appalachian Mountains. We believe it's going to be a, a we all know this, a latter-day revival that's going to be pouring out. Yeah. Um, and we want to be faithful to where we're at. Yeah. And we knew our assignment was West Virginia. Yeah. We never dreamed it was in this part of the state, though. Yeah. There's, um, there's something that always, uh, that just grabbed me here. And in October of... Uh, 2020 um, and the Lord had already started speaking to me about what was coming in the next season I always take some time in the fall and usually in the morning it just starts mm -hmm. giving me understanding and I remember I don't remember particularly what what was going on in our nation at that time there's still things going on but yes. I remember I was thinking God we need you to come like we need your intervention and the next morning the Lord speaks to me and he says to me this outpouring of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. cannot be stopped Yes. by the enemy. The enemy can't stop yes. what I'm doing in this area. And I was so encouraged that like, mm -hmm. no matter what I was seeing with my natural eyes or experiencing, that God is has a purpose during this season. And I say that too, because there is something else that there's a, a, um, a corresponding theme in this season that the Lord's had me on, and it's this, that we are actually right now as God's people, if we are positioned correctly, yes. 
we're living in the answer of prayers from mm. people from previous generations. Yes. And so I believe, and the reason I'm saying that is, at 14 years old, God speaks to you. Yes. He puts this seed in your heart, and um, prophetically, I believe that there, there, there's probably a, a, an application in that mm -hmm. day, in that yes. day for those people. But um, they ran with that. But because you said yes, it went like a seed in mm -hmm. your heart. Mm -hmm. And so you may have not intellectually understood it. And I believe that's a really big part mm -hmm. of revelation or revealed knowledge we receive from the Lord. The challenge I see oftentimes with people is that because it's revealed knowledge, revelation, it's filtered through the intellect. Mm -hmm. And we'll do things like, oh, oh, it must be this or yes. it must be this. And, and there's nothing wrong with that as people. Right. But the, the beauty to me, to me, the, 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 the truly mature prophetic person doesn't just have revealed knowledge or doesn't just hear from the Lord, mm. but has the ability to know how to apply it in that moment and also language to it. And Daniel's a perfect picture of that. And I, I know I'm saying a lot here. No, it's but, good. But my, my point is this, is that, or, or I think that the thing that God is speaking through this mm. beautiful testimony is this, that you received this over 25 years ago, 30 yeah. years ago. And it, it, it goes in your heart and it's locked in your heart as part of your destiny. You don't yeah. know exactly how it's going to be applied. You're being faithful to obey everything you know. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you step into this moment where you think you're just here. I'm just going to do this evangelistic meeting, which is fine and good yes. and, and appropriate. But the suddenly of God comes in. Mm. And I believe that you and many other people, their moments of shift and change yes of aligning with something that the Lord told them many years ago is going to align with an end time harvest mm -hmm. and revival. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we're in this, these, I actually, it was Thursday night, we were praying with, with the, the intercession uh, uh, group that our, 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 our ministry hosts, and I kept hearing this word, suddenly, mm -hmm. suddenly. Yes. And I believe suddenly doesn't just, most of the time, suddenly doesn't happen suddenly. Yes. But there is a suddenly moment, and I believe your suddenly moment is the answer to people in this region's prayers from many years ago yeah. that they didn't know what they were praying because God uses <laughs> men and women. And I, and I want to read this from Hebrews because it's just resounding inside of wow. me. Um, the end of Hebrews 11. These all were commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us mm. that only together with us they would be made perfect. So uh, what, I, what I feel, God say, yeah. God say it a lot here, is this, that we are in an outpouring of the Holy Spirit right. that cannot be stopped by the enemy. And God is positioning people. Yes. And I believe he's going to connect for many of you things that you heard years ago. Maybe you obeyed what you knew in that time. Mm. And maybe you didn't fully understand and go, God, I knew that was you, but I didn't quite know. And it's going to, it, there, I call it like the... the in the fullness of time moments. So I believe that you're in a fullness of yes. time moment by coming here, yeah. that you come in the fullness of time and it shifts and changes things for the purposes of positioning us correctly yeah. for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's so funny. You said that even last night, someone said to me, um, and I've been hearing this for seven months, uh, that I've been praying for you to be here for two years. 
And this is just in the last two years. Is that right? Yeah. Somebody here that, that attends here. Yeah. Wow. And our main See? prayer yeah. intercessor yeah. said to me within the first yeah, month of me being show here, Thank she you, said to me, uh, she said, your life has been really rough in the last two years, hasn't it? And, and, <laughs> and you know this, we've yeah. been through under, underneath, I mean, just scrutiny, spiritual warfare the last two years. And she said, she said, I want to apologize to you, but I don't. Because my, she said, our prayers were growing you for this position. Mm. We're growing, and and I said, so you're the blame. <laughs> uh, but I, I believe that to be true. You said something about being positioned. I believe that we are in a moment and a season of time right now where God is positioning and repositioning people like a chessboard all over yeah, the nation. That's what I yeah, that's what I believe God um, is speaking through your story. And he is he is strategically placing people for harvest. And I um, one of my friends he says this about a harvest is coming, um, but you have to know exactly where the harvest you're responsible for you need to be positioned in. Yeah. That's um, right. and and here we are with a dream 14, you know, uh, it's almost 30 years ago. Um, being positioned back and out in the Potomac Highland region. Uh, and I believe it with more, all my heart, I'm a, uh, I'm more than just the local church. I, I believe in regional um, uh, revival um, that's going to have to take more than one church to do it. It's going to take yeah. multiple churches, multiple leaders, multiple worship leaders. Um, it's going to be a body that begins to stand up. And, and here we are. Um, I never dreamed this would, you know, be the place. But and and we're also talking about this, Admiral, that a lot of times with the prophetic, um, especially with being immature in the prophetic, um, you get a word and you're super excited. I guess I guess it's about the soil thing. You receive it with joy, tribulations come, and then you move on and you forget the word. Um, you you literally receive it with joy, but then a lot of times we don't fulfill the prophetic word and. A month later, two months later, we're like, God, I need another word from the Lord. And he's like, mm -hmm. have you fulfilled the word that I spoke over you yeah. in the past? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and this has showed me that uh, even though there's been multiple words, multiple visions, encounters, dreams over the last 30 years, uh, the Lord still remembers the first. Yeah. And he placed it in me and he wasn't done fulfilling it in me. In me. And, and I like what you said there. Just because we intellectualize it doesn't mean that God's finished. Yeah. Um, so I just want to encourage you that I didn't dream when I was going underneath all that warfare, uh, me and my wife, I had no clue that the Lord was beginning to grow us in that. Uh, I knew that we were getting close to the Lord. My last two years of my life, three years have spent with deep encounters because the harder the warfare, the greater the encounter I was having. And I was spending so much time with the Lord nor did I know that he was growing me into something else. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I just want to encourage you, instead of fighting the warfare, lean more into the encounters with Jesus, uh, rest in his presence. And that's one thing he's taught me a lot in the last three years is rest in him and spending time with just him. And that's where the growth was coming from. Um, and so uh, maybe even right now, I, I don't think the Lord's done repositioning. He is positioning us for a harvest like we have never seen before and the there's i've seen in the and i want to say this because i feel like it's important the lord is re-emerging this evangelistic spirit even from pastoral pulpits mm -hmm. there's becoming a boldness that's beginning to be preached again like never before yeah um and god is raising up that spirit within the church again 
And I've, I've, over the last six months to a year, I've met a lot of people that are like, hey, I used to be an evangelist before I was a pastor. And mm. God's reemerging that thing because he's positioning you for harvest in your area. Yeah. So, yeah. There, this, this hits something interesting. And then I, 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 I think we should, uh, we'll just see where the Lord takes it. But maybe like, I don't know, last week or so. Or yeah, it's been the last week. And I did some writing on it. I just had this picture of like all these like these people with all these prophetic words and like yeah. what do I do with this? And as the people of God, here here's here's a foundational truth that I, I've learned is God is always speaking. Mm -hmm. Or let me say this: God is always wanting to communicate to us. Let me that's good. Communicate to us about what's taking place in our life, about adjustment, about different things. And I saw like this, these group of people, especially within our movement or, or the, the majority of the people that I minister to in my public ministry, I got all these words. Mm -hmm. And it's like a lot of times like, what do I do with these words? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that um, even in this season of harvest, of outpouring, uh, a lot of times people go, where do I even start with yeah. that? And you said something really key. And I think that there's some foundational things that I've learned about walking out the prophetic promise. And number one is the foundations yeah. and the fundamentals never go away. Basics. Yeah, and, and it's this. Uh, this is just how I've learned it from the Lord. Years and years ago, I had this very dramatic encounter with the Lord at the prayer room in uh, at Bethel Church, I remember in Reading. I think it was the first, I believe it was the first time I was there, and it was so clear. But it was so beyond my mm. intellect. But I go, I know that this is the Lord, and so I'm a person like I don't I don't like to waste time. Like God, what do you want me to do with this? Like, and uh, the Lord speaks to me and he just says, Abner, everything you need to know, when you need to know it, yeah. I'll let you I'll let you know as long as you stay in fellowship with me. Yes. So I, I wanna say so you, might be, you might be listening to this and you might be uh, going, well, I know God said this. I know, well, God really said this. And this is on time hours. I wanna make sure I'm positioned correctly. And I have learned that mm. everything you need to know, when you need to know it, you'll know yes. if you stay in fellowship with people. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a few other kind of just key things that I've learned. You have to stay connected to community. Submit the yes. things to other people. I'm not talking about everyone. I yes. don't think that's healthy. Um, uh, submit it to other people. Submit, mm. like dialogue with it. Sometimes yes. people will, uh, some of the most profoundly key pieces of words of wisdom mm. I have heard has been through other people that will help me unlock something in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is begin to agree with it. You agreed mm. with it. You didn't, you know, you agreed with it and you never dismiss it, never speak contrary to it. Mm -hmm. Speak what God is saying. And then a, a, a final, just little foundational piece is obey what you know. Yeah. Obey what you know. Yeah. I think Joseph is one of the best stories about that because his whole life is defined by what God has spoken to him mm. in that dream. And I think too, the, the, the key part of this also, I, I'm a believer that every person comes to earth with a purpose and we, we, we will get judged whether or not we fulfilled that purpose. But the longer I walk with the Lord, um, I realize that the, the purpose is simply the fruit mm. of becoming like him. Mm. Like the goal, the goal to mm. me of apostolic Christianity is to be so like 
him. Yeah. And, and, and God is, God, I believe God looks at me and goes, Abner, let's just take this journey mm. of you and I walking together. I want to teach you to be like me. I'm going to be really practical. I'm going to show yeah. you when you when when your when your character's off, I'm gonna show you when you don't represent me correctly. I want you to adjust that and I want you to obey everything you need to you you every everything I've asked you to do, I want you to obey as much as you know it. And 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 I think part of this too, the beauty of this is I've learned it's only in the heart fully given to yeah. God that you actually realize yes. how much you need him. Yeah. Because I, I I say like like this, you're like, Lord, I want to be like you. I want to do everything you like. I want to have a heart like you. Yeah. And then you go do that, and you're like, I need a lot of help with this. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I say all that, but if you stay the course, yeah. and here's the other thing, stay the course. I've just learned stay yes. the course. Yes. If it's tough, if, it's, if, it, if you're in a season of blessing, yeah. stay the course. Because I think, at, and I say all this to say, there, there, there's the overall vision. And, and David, of course, said, I would have fainted if I didn't see the goodness of the Lord of the land of the living. But I believe if, if you are mm. striving to be like him, yes. the, the, the vision takes care of itself. Yeah. No, that, there's so much in that just speaks <laughs> to me. So. Uh, because, you know, we, you know, you're talking about having someone speak into your life, bouncing things off. And, yeah. Uh, there would be times I would pick up the phone in the warfare and uh, and Abner's like, nope, stay put. <laughs> stay put. And, 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 and the corrective would stay put. Um, and, uh, you know, I continue just to push into wanting to know the heartbeat of Jesus, listening to him, his words softly, and just spending time with him and p- possessing my heart there um, to, you know, uh, my heart was not, get away from this it was get closer to him yeah and when that moment came to be repositioned we weren't looking for it we were on a totally different assignment right um and and then when all that began to happen i i I began to bounce things off of people that i trusted um and then i also kind of went silent for a while publicly right and just begin to get into the heartbeat of the Lord and make sure because, you know, our family was involved, our kids were involved. Sure. It's a big, huge move. Um, everything that I was doing now, all of a sudden, uh, I thought was changing, but it's still kind of the same, just a different location. And, uh-huh. um, and so, you know, I want to say that you said, how do we reach the harvest? I believe that one thing that this last couple of years have taught us with pandemic is get back to basics. Yep. I cannot say that enough. That totally agree. We've gotten so deep in the body of Christ, we get back to the basics. We know... We know, right. uh, you know, a lot of times we look for thousands to win the harvest, but really if we start with one, each one. Yep. You know, I, I do it every, every, my wife will tell you this, I, every restaurant I'm at, every dollar, I slow down to say, Lord, why do you even have me in the Dollar General? Yep. It's so it's easy just right. to get in and out, but yep. the Lord positions me and stops me. It's biblical. Psalm yes. 16, David said, I, I set the Lord always before me. It was, yes. the, it was a Hebrew mind that this is not, there's no secular, there's no spiritual. No. It's Everything I do, God is before me, yeah. and he has me here for a purpose. I'm just an ambassador of Jesus working yeah. wherever I'm at. Um, and so get back to basics. Just get back to basics. been doing communion more than I've ever done communion over this yep. last year. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, and just, you know, and, and I believe the Lord is going to reawakening that uh, at the basics. Just the basics. Get back to the basics. Spending time with him. Getting in his word. And, and telling other people about him. And out of that, the Lord begins to just grow and do different things. And yeah, we're doing some cool big things. We are. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, soon in August, for, I'll go ahead and plug that. August 1st, yeah. 
Uh, I wasn't shameless with that, but I'll plug it <laughs> anyhow. August 1st, we'll be at the town park here in Moorfield with, with our friend Scott Coates. And that's going to be a big harvest thing. You know, he's a, he's a guy that runs with Awake in the Dawn, YWAM, and Barn Burners, and it's going to be a big evangelistic thing. But I'll say this to you is that the people, especially living in a small town now, uh, they don't trust you with large if they don't trust you eating at the, at the restaurant beside you. Yeah. And so the Lord's bringing me back to all those basics to be able to trust it. And so uh, that'll be August 1st, 630, just to plug that in there. Um, but just in this season, get back to basics. I can't say it to you enough. And whatever that resonates in your heart, that, that first love mentality of just getting back to him and positioning near the fire of his heart and his eyes, and the Lord just begins to burn. Um, but I, um, I'm just praying for those that are in this moment because yeah, repositioning is not easy. Yeah, I feel like you're just supposed to pray. Yeah. Particularly for things that have been birthed in people, but particularly mm. things that people had long ago. Mm. We say long ago, it could be a year, 10 years, that um, there would be the wisdom on how to know how to apply that in this season. One thing that's been yeah. in my heart for the last two months is dormant seeds. Mm. That dormant seeds, uh, although they look to be non-producing or even dead, uh, in the right uh, soil with the right uh, nourishment will begin to grow, no matter how long they've been sitting there. And that dormant seed is going to produce a now harvest. And so I pray that over you right now. Father, yeah. just speak, Lord, every dormant seed. Father, every unfulfilled dream, vision. Uh, things in their life, God, that are the first callings in their life, Lord, I just speak to those things. Lord, things, God, that they've even given up on, God, that they don't even know uh, are going to even happen in their life, Lord. That They've moved on to the next, but the Lord has not moved on, and he's going to remind you of those dormant seeds. And I just pray that for someone right now that I can just see a heaviness and awareness because you, you're like, God, I want to fulfill this thing, and I know that I'm not supposed to move on to the next because it's there. Lord, I just speak to yep. that seed right now, Lord, and I say, God, let them get in the right positioning of soil with the nourishment of the Holy Spirit, Lord, and let that thing begin to grow for, for a now harvest. That fruit will begin to grow like never before. Yep. And so, Father, I just speak to every dormant seed, God, right now in their life, every dormant seed of the prophetic. Father, we just speak that over someone's there's a fresh oil of the prophetic that's going to flow over you, a fresh oil of evangelism that's going to flow over you. I just see creative arts flowing out of you. You've laid down paintbrushes. You have laid down the pen from writing journals. You have laid down the keyboard from writing books. And the Lord is saying, in this season, I'm going to reawaken those things as you position yourself in the right soil. And so, Lord, I just speak to those things, Lord, and I, I just say increase, increase. Father, it's about your glory, your honor. And, Lord, we just say increase in that seed even right now. Increase, Lord. Mm. And I pray for those watching this who will watch, watching it premiering and, 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 and will watch replays, God. I pray for just a, a fresh baptism of intimacy and fellowship with the Lord. Yeah. I bless you with encounter. I see doors of encounter opening mm. for you. Um, even somebody's like neck is being healed. Um, mm. Somebody's lower back is being healed. I just release and I just see the hand of mm. Jesus on many of you. Song of Solomon 8 verse 6. He's setting himself as mm. a seal of love on, his, on, on your heart to know him, mm. to experience him, to 
be aware of when he's speaking, to be aware of wisdom. And um, for some of you, it's just as simple as putting the word of God on the inside of you. So I bless you to receive that in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Well, I, I pray, one more thing. I pray there's a spirit of weariness over someone. You've been walking through an intense season of just pushback, rejection, warfare. And I just hear the Lord just saying, do not be weary in, in, in doing well. And I just, Lord, I just pray for the fresh breath of the wind of God. Father, we've had so many people give up in this season. But Lord, I pray, God, a fresh wind that they will continue to run, fresh fire in their belly, even as we're speaking right now. Lord, I pray a fresh grit like they have never had in, in years. God, they started off with the grit, but the weariness yep. has just pushed them down. And, and their head has been hung low. And Lord, I just pray that they will lift their head, God, from where their help begins to come from. The Lord has need of you in this season and mm. a season to come. And the Lord is saying, do not give up in this season, mm. uh, but endure, endure, endure. Spend time with him. Push into his breath. Leave the crowd uh, that's pushing the weariness that's happening. But the Lord is saying, separate yourself in this yep. season and spend more time with him. And so Lord, I just pray for someone, God, that's going through weariness right now. Mm. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank, Thank you, you my friend. Thank you. Praise there's the Lord. Only, there's only part one. Yeah, we're going to be back yeah. next week with part two with Pastor Rich. We're going to jump into some other stuff. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. We're honored that uh, you've chosen to receive from this ministry. If uh, you find this broadcast to be a benefit to you, I encourage you to like or share this podcast, write a review for us so we can keep continuing to spread the word that God is releasing through this ministry. I want to thank our partners and friends for making these broadcasts a reality. And also, if you feel uh, a heart connection with what God is doing through this ministry, or you identify deeply with what we're doing, I encourage you to prayerfully uh, uh, consider partnering with us. We're believing God for 300 partners. And also, we got lots going on this fall, uh, August 27th, 29th, Outpouring Conference, Global River Church, a special uh, guest will be Daniel Newton from Redding, California. Uh, December 1st through the 7th, uh, we are going to Dominican Republic with my dear friend Adam Levecchio. If you want to partner and be on that ministry team, all the information is available on our website. So lots of different things taking place. Also, never want to forget my wonderful crew, Daniel Company Prayer Call. Every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, it's another way to connect with uh, people who are pursuing the heart of God uh, in a community, prophetic intercession, but so much more. So lots taking place. And um, as always, uh, I'm honored that my partners and friends stand with us in uh, allowing us to do what God's called us to do. Thank you again for joining us. And we'll be back next week, 630 Eastern, AbnerSwires.com and all our social media platforms.